Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, then, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, five bucks says James Cameron <laughs> did it in his sub. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on jury duty? Necessary evil. Why is it evil? Not not evil, just like, a, like for people that have to do it, it kind of does suck. Like, n- nobody wants to, I think. Like, well, I'm sure there's people that are like, heck yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you watch like, The Office and you have like Dwight Schrute who's like, yeah, it's going to be <laughs> awesome. I love to sit there. And who else? Who's the, who's the other one that likes it? Stanley? Stanley's like, oh my gosh, sit in the room and judge people while my dinner's paid for. Yeah. Have you ever been? Uh, no, uh, I have not. Um, have you? I have twice. Really? Yeah. And generally, and I don't know if this is the same across the board, but at least in the experience that I have had in California, if you've been once, you're on a list basically saying, oh, he's reliable. He came. (laughs) He showed up. (laughs) So let's call him back. Isn't it like a federal offense to not? Well, I mean, when you are called to jury duty, as you may well be aware of, there are potential times when you call the day before and they say, oh, actually, your number is not required, so we'll see you next year. Or you do show up and then they say, oh, actually, uh, they settled out of court, so you can actually go home. There are definitely people, I'm sure, that don't show up for whatever reason Mm -hmm. they're on a they're on a separate list (laughs) it's not just the no-no list they're on the uh gonna get arrested list i feel like yeah let's go arrest that person no but the the first uh jury duty without getting too boring because it kind of it was a drug charge and potentially this young woman uh evading the police as well as charge of possession Mm -hmm. but what kind of threw everything off kilter was that the defendant or rather the prosecution brought something up and then the defendant uh their lawyer was like actually that's not admissible you can't bring that up that has nothing to do with this case and the judge was like yes everyone in the jury forget about what that person just said i'm like how (laughs) How that's kind of a big deal isn't it do we not care like (laughs) Does that not is that is this how this works? Like, it's like it it definitely opened my eyes to how the system is, mm-hmm. where in that your other past transgressions may or may not affect this particular transgression. Mm-hmm. And I guess the I guess depending on what it is has to be weighed and countered accordingly. I just thought that was interesting because I always felt. Anything that you've done wrong in the past that is legally, you know, illegal, like that's legally uh, uh, prosecutable, they can put that on you. And that didn't seem to be the case in this particular uh, court case. I thought they couldn't do that. I thought it was like you can't hold people like if you're being tried for one thing, you can't like bring up something else. Well, that's what happened here. That's exactly what oh, happened here. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's I'm, exactly I'm what happened page. here. On the same page. Right, we're on the same page. But it was such a it, it 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 put the jury into such a fluster where we were almost at the point of I don't know what to believe. 
<laughs> and you know the jury itself we have you have to be unanimous and everything this and that so we were in the deliberation room for a good hour hour and a half and then we oh, finally we finally came out of there and we, we uh we all decided that the uh defendant was not guilty and the look on the prosecution's face was are you kidding me <laughs> are you insane and I could not look at her. Like, she looked at every single one of us for a good, like, two seconds. Like, I will find you. Like, it was so <laughs> weird. But then afterwards, what made things even stranger was we were all done. Court was adjourned. And then both lawyers were, hey, if you guys want to come talk to us, feel free to. I'm like, this isn't a Q&A session. That already happened. Why would I want to talk to you? I don't want an autograph. I don't want a picture. What are we going to talk about? This isn't me, like, critiquing your performance up there. You're a freaking lawyer. You didn't prove your case well enough, or you proved your case enough for us to find her not guilty. Mm -hmm. She wasn't not not guilty. She just wasn't, in our eyes, guilty of the thing that she was brought to court about. What a mess. It's so confusing. Our, our judiciary system is so confusing uh, and unreliable and uh, just I, – I don't want to go as far as saying corrupt. But it just it's just very confusing and I think a lot of people lean on mm-hmm. the fact how confusing it is and they use that to their advantage. By the way, jury duty was uh, Fun? Fun. Fun. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> uh, luckily for me, it only, it only took two days out of my life. Um, and I had the opportunity to read a book. This was this was pre-smartphone era. This was back in 2006, 2007. And so the best that I did have was a cell phone with Snake and a book. So I read a book. And that was fun. And uh, I was told there would be snacks. There were no snacks. Oh, hold on. <laughs> and the closest the, the closest place to grab lunch, because, you know, obviously you have to go to lunch, was not very close at all. Um, and I, was, I wasn't a broke college student, but my bank account thought I was. So I had <laughs> I very next to nothing. And... Um, let, let's just say not I don't I don't feel like it affected my decision making, but I was not happy when when we're in the deliberation room. They're like, OK, so what? OK, let's hurry this up. All right. Fine. Guilty. Not guilty. I don't know. Yeah, sure. High five. Let's go. Like, <laughs> we're moving on. Oh, yeah, we're, okay. let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Simpsons are on in 20 minutes. I got to get home. I don't know. Like it, it was it, it, it definitely was an interesting process. And from an analytical standpoint, um, it gave me a view of the uh, of, of of the law that I have only mm-hmm. seen in television shows mm-hmm. and heard through people that have gone through that, and it is it's something else because you know when you watch television <laughs> shows uh, or or uh, shows that are like reality shows of a you know Judge Judy and things like that, mm-hmm. there's an order to everything, 
And there might be an order to everything. Like the judge might be very much like cut and dry, no nonsense kinds of uh, kind of a judge. The judge that we had was like grandpa. Like, hey, how's it going? (laughs) Okay, so let me explain what just happened. Like he broke down things to us that I don't think a regular judge or any other judge might break down. And he made things a little bit more, I wouldn't call it interesting, but understandable. Oh, that's good. Yeah, no, it was totally good. Still didn't want to be there, though. (laughs) Still was over it. (laughs) Still was over it. But luckily, and I was not aware of this, um, so I I was, you know, out two days for work. And so I thought, you know, that's 16 hours of uh, time that I'm not getting paid for. Apparently, my boss uh, just, he still paid me. And I I guess there's, um, you know, when you're full-time, you th- there's a mandate in in uh, in uh, California state law where you are still supposed to get paid for a certain amount of time if you have jury duty because you know it's your civil duty that it's civic duty blah 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 blah. But right. I was part time as a temp. I did not have to get paid, but he still paid me. I thought, I thought it was very, you uh, had to very... get paid regardless. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I guess there's a law stating that, but I thought because I'm part time, I don't I don't get that. I don't get that benefit. I could yeah, be I think, wrong. I think it's it's regardless of like your position. It's you have to be paid for the hours that you worked. And I think on the back end, your the company gets reimbursed uh, come tax time. Oh, I see. Now I could be all wrong about this. Like this could be entirely like I'm I'm just talking out my butt here. But as far as I remember, is it's it's something along those lines of. You you are compensated and the company's compensated, or maybe okay. it's like a tax break or something. Okay, I mean it, it it makes sense. Yeah, if you think about it, it, it definitely makes sense. I hope that is the case. I hope my my boss did not break any rules or, you know, commit fraud on my behalf, <laughs> just so I could get paid. Uh, right. But it definitely was a pleasant surprise when I got that paycheck when I was expecting much much less. Oh, I'd imagine. So you're now like you're in your mid-20s, almost late 20s. How have you not gotten uh, invited <laughs> to jury duty? <laughs> invited? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you just cursed me. Oh, you're welcome. No, I, I genuinely do not know. I, maybe I don't have like that kind of... Maybe I don't have that kind of face. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to sound rude. But you said it, so I'm going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I I couldn't tell you one way or the other, but I'm sure there's a a back end reason for it. Did you ever watch Thirty Rock? Nope. nope. I, I maybe I've watched a cumulative like five minutes. Oh, okay. There's a scene in it where uh, Tina Fey's character Liz Lemon uh, has to go to jury duty, and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna just go there and act stupid," and she dresses up like Princess Leia. <laughs> And oh, she dear. talks like, hello, how are you doing today? And they're like, okay, yep, you're going to be juror number five. R- wait, really? You're going to let me in? Like, we need people. Sorry, so sorry. We so- need bodies Sucks to seats. suck. We need bodies. <laughs> Let's go. Like, oh, God, dang it. <laughs> it was funny as heck. But recently I um, I got the jury duty letter. And I think I, think I was uh, going away for business or something but i was like crossing my fingers that i wouldn't have to go 
because I already had pri- a prior engagement. Right. Uh, luckily for me, when I called the day before, uh, they said, "Yeah, your number's not called, so we'll see, we'll we'll try again next year." So I, I, all this weight just came off my shoulders, and I just like fell to the ground. I was like, "Oh my god, thank you, <laughs> thank you, hallelujah." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I wish there was another way that like I wouldn't have to like worry about that stuff to the last minute because it really did come down to the wire. Hmm. Well, can't you like, as far as I've ever understood, you can like, if you had a vacation or something, you can say, Hey, I've got a vacation. I can't make these dates. I've already got a, a prior engagement. Like you can't just like plan something. Oh, you want me on the 25th? Ah, I'm busy now. But it, <laughs> like, you, you, you can say like, Hey, actually I've got this thing planned and, um, I've been planning it for a while and I, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't make the dates that you're asking for. How many times can you do that? Um, I don't know if there's a set amount. Like if if they want you, yeah, I'm not sure. I I would imagine at least once or twice. But after a while, they'd be like, "Hey, friend, you seem to always have plans." Like, <laughs> I'm always. a very busy man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that 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 would have been helpful a couple of years ago. But that's good to know from here on out. That we utilize that. If I remember, that's the other thing I have to remember. That's yeah. sort of the, I'm probably not going to remember and I'm going to freak out again next year. I've been addicted to solitaire, dude. I don't know why. As far as I understand it, solitaire is pretty fun. Yeah, it, it is. And it isn't like, it's such a boring game, but it, it gets, it's the, just, it's just one of those mind games. Like it's, it's just supposed to be just kind of Zen, you know? I don't know if Zen is good if my blood pressure is rising right now. Is that <laughs> good? On. Is that a good kind of Zen? No. <laughs> no, okay. I need to talk to somebody about this. Okay, good to know. But no, because they have, you know, obviously Windows computers for the longest time, ever since, you know, Windows 3.1 came with Minesweeper and Solitaire. And now mm-hmm. you can actually install the Microsoft version of the Solitaire collection on Android and iOS and get all your Xbox achievements that way as well, too. So that's what I've done. <laughs> and that, now... Is that your, like, your relax game? It's my relax game. It definitely is my relax game. I'm not relaxed at all. Like, I am, I'm not a competitive kind of person uh, by nature, by, uh, by any stretch of the means. But mm-hmm. um, with this game in particular, uh, it's like... It's a never-ending, continuous feeding beast that mm. I have to keep on feeding it because I know I can get, I can win at least one game as a grand master level. I can do expert, and I can do the next one above it, but I cannot win grandmaster. And I've been trying this for oh so very long. <laughs> so if you hear a couple of moments in this podcast where there's crickets. That's probably what I'm doing, but I'll well, try not go. to. I'll try to keep you know what's the, the funny uh, enough. You know what's flowing. my uh, my relaxing game? Like just trying to chill and like ease off a little stress is a uh, Grand Theft Auto. Really? Yep. Well, I mean, once you're done with the campaign and you're just driving around, are you doing online or you're just doing local play and just killing oh, just bots? Local. Just local. local, just yeah, going going off and 
doing whatever, murdering people, and I don't know, whatever whatever sounds good at the moment. No, I mean, murdering people, you know, whatever's clever. Like, because, again, it, it doesn't take much to focus on it. It can be very cathartic to, you know, mow down a bunch of people, especially if, like, waves upon waves of cops coming at you, and you know how the bots, the cop bots work, and how to, I don't know, take them on, for lack of a better phrase. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I can definitely see that being um, somewhat relaxing. Uh, the other nice thing is, if you know the cheat codes, then you never have to worry about your health or ammo. So there you go. Oh, see, I, I take it a step further. No no cheat codes here. Mods. Ooh. Oh, well, wait. Are you on? Are you playing it on Xbox or, no, on, or PC. on PC? Oh, okay. You're one of them. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I, even know what that I, means. I have a PC too that that could probably play it. No, I got a PC that would run it, and so I I mm-hmm. played on PC for the most part. And yeah, it's with mods. The game is amazingly fun because you can like slow down time, change the weather on the fly, change the time of day on the fly. Like you can do a lot of things just because you feel like it. Just because it's like, oh, that, you know, you'll know, be more fun than this is uh, anything that, but that. Oh, you want to, <laughs> you want to, you want to make it so your uh, pistol is also a gravity gun, and you can like force push people into the next universe. Cool, you can do that. Jesus, that actually quite it's that, that sounds quite fun. So, when when you you utilize these mods, I mean, um, I, I take it Rockstar is open to mods on on their different games yeah as far as i've ever had like i haven't had any problems uh there's never been a mod that's broken the system and it's like oh "Oh." they they breaks regularly are you kidding me have you (laughs) you ever heard the term mod it till it breaks (laughs) well yeah but not uh i haven't heard that term being used for like gta i've heard it for like you know minecraft or you know gary's mod for like skyrim and things like that Mm. yeah it it still applies with gta and okay. usually every time they update the game all the mods break and so you have to go and download updates for the mods i think i've talked about this before where it's just a pain in the butt to to do it and it's like the only game that i'll actually do it for because it's just worth it enough yeah a buddy of mine downloaded mods for beat saber but the same thing when everything updates you have to update the mod and then you have to re-download mm. all the songs and um, it's, it doesn't take forever re- to re-download the songs, especially if, if you have a good internet connection. But it, it definitely is very tedious. Yeah, I think the songs you don't necessarily need to download any sort of like updates for when the game updates. It's mainly just the the actual mods, like changing your swords or like the words in the game or something. Mm, Those ones okay. you have to change. But the the songs, if you're downloading modified songs like there's a whole area in the game to support them they actually have like a built-in like do you have custom songs here's where you'll find them yeah no that's true that's that's where i downloaded them i didn't realize that you could modify the sword is is that to make it like darth maul sword or is, or is that built in anything uh no there's no like other swords in the game uh like the game comes pretty just vanilla and stock okay but you can get like in the, in in the modifications you can get like katanas or lightsabers or whatever 
honestly, whatever you want. Like you could probably find a rubber chicken to go hit those things with. <laughs> <laughs> if if that suited your, <laughs> if that's a, if that's what if floats that your boat, then uh, who are we to to judge that kind exactly. of gameplay? Yeah. Okay. That sounds like fun. Now, I I I want to you know play games where I mean I guess Minecraft is a really good example because my my daughter watches a lot of YouTubers that play Minecraft the Java version on okay. PC and you know there's mods out the wazoo mm-hmm. so she wants to do all these things I'm like well no you need mods for that and I you know she's seven so she's not dumb but she doesn't quite understand the different variances of Minecraft because there are many. And I have to kind of simplify it and say, look, you know, the kind of Minecraft you play doesn't allow for mods. And then she gets mad. (laughs) So, (laughs) like, okay, well, let's find another game that you can mod. And the closest thing to that is Roblox, which is another hell and a half because it is Roblox. I really liked our conversation last week regarding uh, essentially underage drinking. I actually brought it up to a couple of uh, colleagues, co-workers, if you will. And while they don't completely agree with uh, your approach, they completely disagreed with my approach of what age to start them at. I thought that was interesting. They're like, yeah, of course. Let the the kids drink under your provision. What age were you thinking? 16, 17? Uh, uh, 12, 13. Oh, no, no, no. That's way too young. Like, interesting. Why? And it, it was a lot of the arguments you had came back up. Hmm. Yeah. And I thought that was very interesting. Like, okay. It's such a weird kind of like the whole thing where the brain isn't fully, fully enveloped and fully function. And if you start too young and they get hooked on it too young, that is your, that is your fault. But you know, four or five years down the road when they're 17, 18, it's a little bit more mature, uh, especially for, you know, uh, boys when they stop maturing after 16, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in, in reality, the, these, uh, these individuals that I was talking to, they're both men and women. Uh, and I, I brought up the same thing that I brought up to you. Like, well, no, you, you look at Europe over there. And, you know, they're giving wine to their kids and everything. And they're, the kids are like 11, 12 years old and they turn right. out fine. They're like, well, that's a completely different society. Over here in the United States, it just would not work. Like even if we like completely took away the drinking age to get the kid to imbibe wine or, or alcohol of any sort as a means to educate and and get them used to not to get used to when you're in college but get them used to just uh being able to learn how to mm-hmm. how to drink at a level that is acceptable and manageable like our society in the west uh, at least uh, uh in the united states no it, it's too late like we're, <laughs> we're past that point of being responsible you put alcohol in the hands of a kid it's over like huh I mean, I don't quite completely agree with that uh, statement, but I, I definitely thought it was very interesting how uh, these people were both on your side and my side. Hmm. Interesting. I'm glad that you got some follow-up to that. Yeah. It's actually uh, another listener who who brought that up to me. I, he uh, He's like, ah, you listen to your podcast. I want to talk to you about this. I'm like, okay, cool. 
But it did bring up another thing, and I want to hear your opinion on it, because I know you had stated that you are okay with the legalization of marijuana because of the medical benefits. What about the legalization and decriminalization of psilocybin mushrooms or magic mushrooms? Uh, no opinion. Honestly and truly, that, that'd be the best way to describe. Uh, yeah, no opinion. I, I don't have enough knowledge on the subject to have any sort of like... Don't, okay. Don't got anything for you. Okay. It seems as though uh, Denver and also certain state, uh, certain cities in states, not the whole state, just cities, are decriminalizing uh, the use of psilocybin mushrooms, um, specifically for medical reasons. It's uh, an interesting decision. Yeah. No, not against it by any means. No, I, not at all. Don't have enough information on it, but. There's a lot of pushback, obviously, because of like no way. Yeah, I know, but it's also <laughs> that you know you take into account we have Schedule One drugs and things like Adderall. Like when when you buy those drugs on their own, it's illegal, but you combine it together and put it in a fancy little bottle that you can only buy through prescription. It's okay, but but then the the, the worry is. If you were to get prescribed magic mushrooms from your doctor, then like any other opioid that's out there, mm-hmm. you can get hooked on it. I mean, we're we're currently in is a there... pretty bad opioid ap- epidemic right now. Oh, Utah especially. Um, is there a medical benefit to mushrooms? Yeah. Or is it just like the decriminalization of it? No, no, no. So there is some medical benefit to mushrooms. Um, and part of it has to do with uh, your psyche. And also, as well as, uh, I think Parkinson's, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know the the full details on it, but there are already doctors that are utilizing, um, mushrooms with their patients. And the way that it Mm. works is at least with this one doctor is that you schedule a time. You go in, the doctor gives you the magic mushroom. Like you don't go to a dealer, obviously. The doctor gives it right. to you and then you wait a few, then it starts to hit you and then you have a very open as well as uh, you know, non-judgmental conversation with your doctor about what's going on with your psyche. And then also mm-hmm. it helps maybe other pains that might be going on in your body. And this is the the whole point of it is it's not a treatment that you would do like month after month after month or whatever. It's like you go like three or four times and then you're done. Like the, the, mm. it, it's supposed to get you to a point in your life either mentally and or physically where you think, oh, I'm good now. I don't need that anymore. But of course, that's what drugs, you know, the things that drugs do to you is right. that you're like, oh, well, I don't, I don't need it anymore, but it sure as hell felt good. <laughs> so I don't know where I stand. I really don't. Yeah. I'd love to know more information on the subject. So today we're recording on the 9th of September, 2019. What do you remember your day or your life being like? 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, 
the 9th of September, 1999. Oh, dude. It, like, specifically, like, 20 years ago to the day? No, not to the day. That's what I'm saying. Your life. I don't expect oh, you okay. to remember the day. Like, well, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, and then I stepped in dog poo. I don't, <laughs> I don't expect you to remember that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got nothing for you, dude. I. How I, old were you? I was seven. Hmm. Or, excuse me, let me try that again, because I actually just listed my age incorrectly. I was eight. Hmm. Okay, so you were in second or third grade. Wait, well, how old am I? Hold on. <laughs> Hey Siri, how old am I? <laughs> Why do I have to unlock my phone? Just tell me. <laughs> I love this. I am 27. Okay, I was right the first time. I second guessed myself. I shouldn't have. It's uh, funny. Okay, so you're 27 now. That means 20 years ago, you were 7. Yep. Okay, so okay. I was right. You were right. <laughs> Uh, 20 years ago, I was seven. So, uh, I remember playing Grand Theft Auto, hanging out with my friend a lot. Um, well, I should, I should rephrase playing Grand Theft Auto when I wasn't supposed to. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to ask like, really? Like, okay. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. Big, big no, no, that I did anyway. Was that the top down Um, GTA? Like the first kind of gta oh yeah oh yeah okay old school old school playstation like one status playstation two i remember new year's being the the 2000 um do do you remember the hubbub and the the fear when all the the y2k thing yeah um, no, I really? didn't really know about that until I was older. Okay. So uh, you're... Which I understand had, like, some basis, but was kind of overblown, if I'm understanding correctly. Oh, it was very much overblown. Yeah, it was very much overblown. Um, but at the same time, it made sense. Like, at the time, when so many things are controlled by computers, and... Computer engineers, while building their software, they did not take into account what happens when it rolls over to zero zero. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there was a there definitely was a lot of like fear that things were going to fall. And from a layman's standpoint, of course, it's everything's going to fall out of the sky, of course. But right. um, I mean, yeah, looking at how computers are made, or rather, not computers themselves, but looking at how programs are made they're not made to fail that way like even if it hits zero zero and it's like oh it's now the year 1900 okay we're gonna keep on flying in the year 1900 (laughs) like it's still gonna go right they'll figure it out afterwards (laughs) that it's the year 2000 but definitely there was like even my father worked on it for a little bit at his company before he got uh uh, man uh, he got uh, swapped out for a different project but uh there was a ton of fear mongering and I was 16 at the time. So you and I would not have hung out in the same circles whatsoever. No Uh, way. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't even think about you, (laughs) but uh, it, it, 
does you know if if from a nostalgia standpoint looking you know 20 years ago till now it is kind of crazy how much how much has like changed not just in your own personal life but just as a society and how much oh yeah but also like how much we've come full circle from like civil rights uh racism uh violence war like all the stuff that we thought as a kid that would just kind of get hashed out as as we all get older it'll just kind of get hashed out people will figure it out Cooler people will be in office that understand, oh, we're not going to be bad people. We're going to be good people. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, okay, here's here's a here's a bigger question for you. Yeah. A, more, a little bit more lighthearted. Um, when you were when you were a kid, like maybe around more the age of seven, did you ever have the thought of like, man, I would love to meet myself uh, in the future. Like I'd love my future self to come in, back in time and like say hello to me. Well, did ever, you ever have that thought? Well, yeah, because of Back to the Future. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Follow up question: Would you, if someone was like, "Here, you can go talk to your your past self and tell him how cool you are," would you do it? You mean right now? Yeah, like right now, someone was like, "Hey, do you want to go back to seven year old Tony and say hi and get to know him and stuff?" Uh, like you can't pass on any advice. You can you can only like. Oh, I can't pass on any advice. No, 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 no. You can't so alter the future. So not say like, hey, like, so this Bitcoin thing. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. In 2010, you, can't, you, can't you got to jump that. on it. You, okay. You can only you can only go back and like. Do I get to say hi? I'm yourself. you from the future, or I just meet myself and be like, "What's up, little boy? How you doing?" Uh, meet yourself. Like you you can talk to him but let's just say his memory is wiped afterwards so he you, once again you can't pass on any information you can just talk to him so if his memory is wiped that won't affect the future of him thusly right. avoiding any kind of paradox okay right all right um then if that's the case yeah why the hell not like if there's no harm that could be done and quite honestly with all the wrongdoings and things that have happened in my life and how many times I've ever, I've said to myself, I wish I could avoid it. Those things big and small have shaped who I am now. And I think I'm pretty decent (laughs) for, would you chew him out or would you like legit just talk to him? How would I chew him out? He's seven. No, you can still chew out a seven year old. He hasn't done anything yet. I'm in third grade. I didn't, I didn't even get my own computer until I was in fourth grade. And that thing, I wasn't even connected to the internet. I was just learning DOS and how to navigate through DOS. I don't know what to tell you. There's benefits to it. You could go talk to him and be like, hey, you you, you young, young me, you suck. But if he doesn't remember, then what's the point? It's like yelling into a <laughs> into an empty cavern. Like there's, there's, that's not cathartic. That doesn't help. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Let me, let's, let's see if we can rephrase the question a little bit. Okay. So let's say you, he will remember the experience, but you can't pass on any, any information because you have to, uh, you have to avoid, uh, paradoxes. So you can, you can talk to him. Ah, the time Uh, demons. Oh no! I I dropped the book on every single horse race that's ever won. I don't know how to pick it up. Goodbye. <laughs> Honestly and truthfully, I know this isn't your question, but if somebody had done that to me, 
and they left like you know the almanac of betting for you know 2001 to 2007 and I had right. every single like boxing match UFC horse races I'm si- I I I'm 7 years old even though I know what happened back to the future with that exact same book I wouldn't know what to do so then I would take it to my dad or my mom and be like hey so some guy dropped this off and I don't know what to do. But then the conversation would change to, who is this mystery guy? <laughs> and then nothing would get done, and I would still be where I'm at today. <laughs> but going back to what you're saying, yeah, if I go back and I'm like, I'm instilling wisdom to this kid, he's going to remember. And I'm allowed to chew him out for a little bit. Like, hey, when you're, when you're 13, don't go do this thing and that and the other. Do something else. Like, it's going to traumatize me, dude. Like if someone came up to you and said, "Hey, when you when you're older and you're going to do this, don't do that." You're ne- every single day you're going to worry like, "Am I going to do it now? Am I going to do it now? What about now?" <laughs> yeah, the more vague the worse it would be. At some point in your future, you're going to be dealt with a choice and you've got to pick the left option. Yeah, no. It, the whole you're the whole rest of your life you're gonna be like I gotta pick left. Left's the only answer. You've watched movies <laughs> where things like like a, a not a premonition but a, a a prophecy or something like oh it's been prophesized that you're gonna do this like when when am I gonna do it we don't know but you're gonna do it like what the f that like I guess I'm just gonna stand here and wait till I do it because otherwise it doesn't matter it's gonna happen nothing else that I do is is gonna work. If someone were to give me a vague like out, but not give me a definitive, hey, on the 4th of January 2013, you need to do this and not do that. If you're, if you're not as specific as that, then I'm, I, I'm screwed. Like I'm just going to go back in the same, in the same uh, hamster wheel that I'm in already. So what's the point? Mm. Some advice you gave to, to, to your younger self. Like I can't give you any advice. Because some guy in the future told me not to. But here's here's what you've done, and you're an asshole for doing it. <laughs> like, come on. Mm. Well, I, I guess the, the, the bigger question would be more, like, let's say you're 10 years old. Would you spend more time just, like, talking to yourself or more like, what the f***? Or more like, what the hell is wrong with you? So, and that's why I was asking, do I tell this kid that I am me in the future? Or do I just talk to him and he just thinks I'm just some guy that's there? First off, that's creepy if he just thinks I'm just some guy who's trying to yeah, get him. I'm pretty him. sure you gotta you got to tell him, like, hey, I'm you. So if we're going off that and beyond the explanation of time travel is a thing that happens in 2019, if we can get over that hump of how the heck are you here... Um, then I would probably just talk to him and say things like, look, be there for your mom. Never give up on the things that are important to you. And most importantly, when you do things that are wrong, whether they're morally wrong or just wrong from a societal standpoint, you're not a bad person. You just made a wrong choice. You made a wrong move. Mm. But 
never feel like you can't move you can't get out of it there's been a number of you know a number of times in my life where i have made those wrong choices and i felt terrible i you know for for making them and i'd wish that either a i never made them in the first place for my own uh personal gain uh but then b i feel you know just the feeling of I'm never going to get out of this. This is, I'm, I'm never going to be able to come back from it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one thing to hear a friend tell you, oh yeah, no, you totally can. It's fine. Or, or a psychologist tell you that it's going to be okay. But if your future self tells you, look, I know what you're going to do because I did it. It's going to be fine. I don't expect you not to do it now. You're probably still going to do it. Just know it's going to be fine. Learn from it. It's going to be fine. And that's not advice. That's just a reminder and also kind of like a ray of hope to myself when I'm younger that it's it's not going to it's not going to end that it's it's that uh I'm going to have the support in the future that I need and I'll still be right. able to claw my way out. Interesting. What about you? I put my heart on my um, sleeve and I put my life on the line, telling my <laughs> telling my younger self what to do, and not to do, but not to do what I've done, but to do what I've done, but not to do it and not to feel bad. What are you gonna do? I just chat with them, honestly. Just be like, "Hey, dude, what are you into right now?" Like, you know what you're into, though. <laughs> I don't know. It'd just be an interesting conversation of like how different. Uh, of people like we'd be like, he'd be super into Pokemon and I'd be like, that's cute. Um, <laughs> you know, Pokemon's still cool. And he'd be like, Whoa, Pokemon's still a thing. And I'm like, Oh yeah, you're not as into it, but it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Can you imagine like exploring like, yeah, Pokemon's still cool. And you know, people still play it as cards and they also play it on their phone. <laughs> On their, on oh, their, man, on their back home then, phone? there was, like, no, no, Gen no. 1. No, no, no. It's still like, there's, be like, oh, yeah, by the way, there's, like, a thousand of them now. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> like, I thought there was just, like, 200. No, no, no. They keep making no, them. No, no, no. There, there, is, there is a stupid amount, and now there's even stupider ones as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Now like they're the just stupid ice cream straws, just making up making up new new characters and new evolutions. I mean, there like there was a couple of them in in the original, like that were like, ooh, uh, you okay? Uh, ball, there's a ball, and that's that's a Pokemon. <laughs> Upside down ball, that's a Pokemon too. Yes, that's a giant Pokeball. Um, no, it's not. It has a face on it. Like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. See, I put I painted a smiley face, and therefore it's a Pokemon. Or uh, Ekans and Arbok. If you remember those, oh yeah, which are just snake. snake and cobra, yeah, and cobra p- spelled yeah. backwards, just spelled backwards, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, or uh, <laughs> Grimer. What? What is it? It's a pile of like excrement. of goo. What? <laughs> yep, that's it. It's just a pile of goo. I mean, granted, these are the gnarly. American or English English names. I wonder what the original Japanese names were like. Well, I'm I'm talking about just like the art of them. 
like Diglett, what is he? He's he's like a worm that comes out of the ground. What does he what, do? What does he yes. do? He, he, he's a worm. Like, what do you, what do you want? want him to do? <laughs> well, okay, so we can see the top of him. What's the bottom half of him look like? There is there no is bottom. No bottom. <laughs> there's always ground. <laughs> yeah, there's always ground. Well, there can't always be. No, no, no. no. There there's is always ground. There's always what ground. If I rip... No, 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 no. There's always ground. <laughs> Stop asking questions. <laughs> I want to go back to what you had said, though. Like, um, I guess you're right, though. Like, I'm 36 now. And for the life of me, I remember what I was doing when I was in third grade vaguely. I was playing the violin. I was in third grade. We're about to move to Belgium for my dad's work. Um, I think it was uh, when I was seven. It was just after the earthquake. Uh, that happened here in California, the big earthquake that, you know, broke the, the Bay Bridge. Um, okay. Yeah, so I, I remember major life events like that. But I can't remember succinctly, like, what I was, like, really into. I, I think the biggest thing I was into was Ninja Turtles, uh, both the comic, the TV show, and, of course, the toys. Like, that was the big thing right. I was into. I wasn't into Star Wars yet. Or even Star Trek. That didn't start until fourth grade when I was introduced to it um, via the BBC, uh, which was one of the only channels that you could get in Belgium that was English-speaking, the British Broadcasting Corporation. Uh, Right. So I was kind of late to that party as well, too. But, yeah, no, you're right. I, I probably would be like, hey, so you into books? What's up? Would what you got over there? <laughs> what do you do when you're not playing violin? What do you you playing video games? Why do I sound why like this? Like all of a sudden, yeah, I was gonna say, why do you all of a sudden sound like you're from Boston? <laughs> Is that what happens during time travel? Yeah, time travel makes you makes you come from the East Coast. <laughs> all right, uh, Quentin. Very, very happy to have this conversation with you. For those of you that are like, wait a minute, they just had an, an episode. We're, we're trying to get back on track. We're trying to get back on schedule because because one episode was skipped. So thank you very much for bearing with us. Um, in the meantime, uh, until our next episode, where can people find you, Quentin? On Xbox and Instagram at Firewall. You can find me at those places as well under Lazy Tech Tony. You can find both of us on Instagram under Still Recording. Uh, and also on Reddit, still recording podcast. And all the links will be found in the show notes below. But we have a little bit of a cool announcement. Both Quentin and I will be in the same room uh, next uh, in the next two weeks. And we will be recording a an episode together, just like we did at E3. So stay tuned for that. Very excited for that. But um, while we wait on those two weeks to pass... We will see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.